You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Rami Makhlouf. Rami's show comes up at 3. He will really dive more into this Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee conversation, I'm sure. We are going to talk a little bit more about it here for the first segment. And then some Brewers baseball talk with Adam McKelvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com. They've uh, making some changes within the broadcast teams, including Matt LaPay, uh, no longer coming back uh, as part of Valley Sports Wisconsin. So, Adam will talk to us about that. Plus, we'll talk about the on-deck events uh, that has been canceled uh, for this year and will not happen with the Brewers. we got that to talk about. Got a new Brewers pitcher to talk about. Still need a hitting coach. Got uh, guys opting out, guys opting in on player options. Lots to get to with Adam McKelvey uh, coming up because this is my feeling on it, and maybe I'm dead wrong, and maybe everybody would tell me I'm crazy. This Roger stuff is going to get irritating um, and old quickly. That, that's how I look at it. Now, maybe you're different, uh, but for me, I mean, we just got here. We just got it, and I'm already sick of it, and we just got to this point. Like, already, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> I'm done, right? So, but I know some of you are fired up and um, and upset about this. But I, this is my thing, right? And you tell me if you think I'm right or wrong on this. Did he just, like, like talk too much? Like, should he have done, what was it, a 19-minute dialogue, I think is what Sam said it was. Is that right, Sam? 19 minutes it went for? 19-minute monologue. Okay. 19 minutes. Nothing from McAfee or nothing else. Just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked for 19 minutes. I mean, if I was advising, and I'm sure nobody advises this dude because I'm sure Rodgers will, you know, Rodgers does what he wants to do. He's a grown man. That's fine. Do what you got to do. But if I had a media relations person that was working with me, or if I was his media relations person, look, first of all, I'm not so sure this is a good idea we go on right now, necessarily. Because clearly, he wanted to go on because he was frustrated and mad about how he was being portrayed with inside the media and on social media and all that. And it was driving him nuts. So he said, enough is enough. I'm going to end this right now with uh, go on Pat show. I get it. That's fine. But I was I was taught this um, a long time ago, back early in my radio career, about when you get upset at somebody, you know, give it an hour and see where you're at. Give it two hours and see where you're at. Sleep on it. See if you're still as upset before you send some 
some nasty text or before you send some nasty email or a tweet or make a phone call you're going to regret or say something you're going to regret. Now, do I live that in my life day to day in my house? No. Do I try to live that in my life day to day at my job? Yes. I am far more reactional and emotional at home probably than I should be without question. But I try not to be that way as much when I'm here at work. In Roger's case, my advice, I think, would have been, dude, just calm down. Like, I get you're mad. I get you're upset. You don't like all of this. I understand. But you sat there and you took all of this criticism and all of these barbs being thrown at you all offseason for months. And you were quiet. And you waited. And then, when you were calm and rational and all of that, then you went to the podium and said what you had to say and dealt with it. Fine. I don't necessarily know if that's what just happened. I am more convinced that something triggered him between something that was maybe said in a press conference or something was said by a talking head or whatever. Something triggered him to go on McAfee right away and do this. This isn't Tuesday. This wasn't his normal day. He could have waited till Tuesday to say what he said. Could he not have? But instead of waiting till Tuesday and maybe calming down a little bit, he said enough. Literally, McAfee, he had no idea, I don't think. The first tweet I saw, maybe I'm wrong, go back on his Twitter timeline. The first tweet I saw from McAfee was, joins us next in like five minutes. That was the first time I saw it. I didn't see any other heads up. That he was going on other than that one tweet. Hey, just found out Rogers coming on in like five minutes. Which means that dude reached out to them and said, I go on to talk. I said, okay. Obviously, any radio station or any radio show, Aaron Rodgers wants to talk. No problem. Here's the phone line. Go at it. Have fun. In this case, it was a Zoom or whatever they do on that show on video. That, to me, he reacted and he was mad about something. And said, enough is enough. I'm ending this. I'm going to tell everybody what I think now going forward. So, in the process, what happened was, he didn't necessarily take any shots at the Packers. Now, I didn't hear all 19 minutes. Am I correct and accurate in saying, Sam, he never took a shot at the Packers? Is that right? Yeah, they never came up at all. Okay. So, he never took a shot at the Packers coaching staff. He never took a shot at the Packers front office. He never took a shot at any Packer players with him. So, from that aspect, that's positive. I'm good with that. I'm happy as a fan. I'm happy he didn't come after the organization. Okay, that's good. He did take multiple shots at the National Football League as far as how they were doing their job and doing their business, I guess you could say, going forward. This, I don't think, was wise. Now, the man's got a ton of money, so I guess he really doesn't care. But if you're being investigated for protocol violations and you know... You're probably going to get fined and then literally all by yourself bring up the whole mask and the media sessions protocol that you weren't following and then pretty much tell everybody, and I'm not going to follow it because I think it's stupid. It doesn't go along with what science says, even though you don't believe it apparently in the science anyhow. So at one point, I don't believe in science. And then the next point, he uses science to justify why he's not going to wear a mask. Doesn't make much sense, but either way. So... He knows he's going to get fined or penalized for that. 
But then Andrew Brandt comes on, the former Packer VP, and says, they didn't find him this whole time. What grounds do they have now? They knew he wasn't vaccinated. The whole deal. But to my point, I'm not running my mouth at the NFL before this thing is all said and done. Like, take whatever they're going to give you. Between now and Tuesday, I don't know if this investigation will be locked up or whatever the case may be between now and Tuesday. But get your fine or whatever it's going to be, then go have your say. Instead, he decided to go at and attack them immediately. Now, I've learned one thing over the course of my time doing this job is the National Football League does not like players going at them. They do not take well to it. They do not react well to it. They tend to be law in order even harder if you decide to be what Aaron Rodgers was in that Pat McAfee interview. Jay Glazer last night before the Thursday night football game between the Colts and Jets said, hey, man, it's going to be fines. Ain't going to be no suspensions involved here. Hmm. Well, I'm with you. After that whole little thing with McAfee and him taking shots in NFL and calling the guy that came in some NFL stooge and <laughs> all this stuff, hey, man, I, I don't I don't think, I think all bets are off now what the penalty is going to be. All bets are off. Because I promise you, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the National Football League, listening to him take shots at the things they put in place, is not going to react kindly to this. He's just not. Because if you think the Packers front office was sitting there watching this going, oh my God, would you just shut up? Because I'm guessing that's what they were probably saying. If you if you don't think the National Football League was gathered around watching Pat McAfee's show, again, they were. I, I promise you, maybe it wasn't Goodell, maybe it was media relations. They were paying attention and taking notes as far as what Rodgers was saying about them and the league and how they were doing their business. So if they weren't going to make an example of Rodgers before, they may make an example of Rodgers now. And this has nothing to do with me agreeing or disagreeing with anything he said. It has more to do with taking your shots at a league in which you play for, A, and B, is investigating you and the team for you following protocol or not to begin with. Why not do this after everything is levied against you? Okay, your fine is $50,000, $100,000, whatever it's going to be. That's your fine. Okay, cool. So you're going to take my $100,000. Case closed, it's over. Now go have your shot. Now go take your shot. Not, they can't come back and find you again after that because of your opinion. But you do this before they determine what the penalty is going to be? And as far as I know, do we know if there's a precedent, Sam Schmitz, for breaking protocol as far as guys not wearing masks at a press conference? I don't believe I've seen a fine all year for anybody not wearing a mask at a press conference. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So there's no precedent set. So whatever they determine the precedent is going to be on Rodgers will be the first one. It's going to be the line in the sand. Now, I, I don't know how the National Football League answers the question of why didn't you find him beginning from the beginning? Why didn't you get Kirk Cousins if he was in an auditorium full of people, which, again, I don't know if he is or not. But he clearly hasn't won one all year. Why weren't you getting all these other guys? Why did it take him getting COVID to now all of a sudden, now we care. Now we're going to do something. That's a bad look on the NFL's part for not having done something to this point. It makes them look dumb. Aaron Rodgers didn't have to say anything about it. We already knew they looked dumb in this situation. He didn't have to pile on. Chose to. Didn't have to. So if it was me... 
And I was advising Rodgers. I'd be like, just wait. Just wait. Let's see what the penalty is. Let's see everything. You relax. Do whatever you're going to do this weekend at home. Chill out. And then, you know, once you calm down a little bit then. But instead, the emotional reaction. You know it's emotional when you talk for 19 minutes straight. You watched these McAfee shows before? That dude ain't rambling for 19 minutes. No chance. He went on there with a purpose and a mention. A purpose and a mission of what he was going to say, who he was going to go after, how he was going to do it, and that's what he did. What's the fallout going to be? I don't think there is any fallout in that locker room. Like I said earlier on the big show, I think those guys in that locker room, everything he said, I bet you some of them, maybe not all of them, but some of them knew that Rodgers, what his beliefs were in all of this and what he may or may not have been taking. They definitely knew he wasn't vaccinated. That's not a surprise. I don't think it shakes up anybody in that locker room. They don't care. Whatever. Just throw touchdown passes and win us games, man. I want a Super Bowl ring. I don't give a damn if you're vaccinated or not or if you're taking this medicine or that medicine. Who cares? Let's just win some football games. And the players that are in that locker room, Adrian Amos, probably look at it from the aspect of why don't fans only care about this? Why, why do fans care what he's doing personally or not? They should just care about winning and losing. Why do you care about me as a human being for You shouldn't care about me as a human being. I'm just here to entertain you. Who cares about me? Maybe. And I'm sure there are a lot of fans that don't care about you people, the the players as human beings. Could care less. Right? Don't care. But there are fans that kind of do care. That are emotionally invested and emotionally attached to players on this team. Not all players. Star players for sure. Guys they like. How many of you are emotionally invested in Giannis? Sam, are you emotionally invested in the well-being of Giannis? Absolutely. And it's not the well-being of Giannis on the court scoring 30 a night. There's the well-being of Giannis as a human being. People, I think, genuinely care about that dude and that he's good and all that goes along with him and his family and all that. People genuinely care about that dude without question. That doesn't apply to everybody. Doesn't apply to every player. Doesn't apply to every fan caring about every player, but it does apply to some. And when you are the guy in the state of Wisconsin for the last, what, 15, 20 years, like Aaron Rodgers has been, yeah, there's a lot of people that are emotionally invested. If you go on social media, a lot of people are hot and bothered because they don't agree with what Rodgers said about whatever. Fine. You have your opinion. He has his. Y'all can disagree. That's fine. Then there are others who really don't say if they agree or disagree other than to say, I just love Aaron Rodgers and then everybody should leave him alone and move on. There's that camp too. I definitely don't think it was wise to do what he did, but he's going to be the talking point now for quite a while on all these talking head programs and so forth. I am not going to continue to participate in this, at least not for a little bit, because we're going to talk with Adam McKelvey. I want to get to some Brewers baseball talk. Lots going on with the Brewers. We're going to do that, take a little bit of a break, because I need a little bit of a break already concerning this Rodgers and McAfee thing. That's next, coming up here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, Pick and Save Football Fridays, you just heard. The topic du jour is going to be Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee show, saying a lot of different stuff. Uh, and as I, I said earlier, I, I already need a break. I don't know about y'all, but already I, this is wearing thin on me uh, with all this nonsense. Now, Jordan Love is talking 
Um, and I saw a picture. Somebody tweeted me a picture of uh, Jordan Love uh, talking, and it was who was it? Steven uh, tweeted at twelve fifty the fan and says, "Vaxed and masked, all hail the new king." Hashtag King Love. Uh, and I was like, "Masked? What is he?" And he is masked. He's. I'm like, I thought he was vaccinated. So I called Gary Ellerson in the break, and I was like, "What is going on?" And he said, "Well." He is vaccinated, but he's considered a close contact, obviously, because he was in the same room as Bankert and Rogers in that quarterback room. They both have COVID. Um, so part of the close contact protocols is even though he's vaxxed, he still has to wear a mask now uh, going forward. So that is why he is wearing a mask. They asked him if he was vaccinated after that, and he said yes. Um, didn't say anything about being immunized, said he was vaccinated. So there you go. That, t- that clears uh, that up. Joining us now. On the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, our guy Adam McKelvey from Brewers.com and MLB.com. Lots of Brewers news to talk about, so a little bit of a break from this McAfee-Rogers stuff. What's going on, Adam? Hey, well, just one thing, because I, some of this is, is similar in MLB and NFL. I just think Jordan – I mean, give Jordan Love credit, because if he were not vaccinated, he'd be out too, right? And they would have no quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, they would have Bortles, who they flew in off of a golf course the other day uh, to come in yeah. and play quarterback. That would be it. Yes, that would exactly so, be the situation. You know, like, th- that's the thing. And, and look, I, I try, too, to be really respectful. Everybody has their own opinion about this whole last yes. few years. But, you know, in terms of, like, being there for your teammates, um, this is a, a side effect of that. Because even though he's a close contact, because he's vaccinated according to the protocols, he can still play. So he's there for, you know, the team. So for whatever that's worth, that's kind of similar to what how it went in baseball. Is there an example in baseball, like what Rogers did here, where asking if he's vaxxed and he says, yeah, but I'm, in, uh, I'm immunized. I, I can't think of another situation where people thought one thing, but it wasn't the case. No, I, I mean, I'm sure if there is, I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't. I, I but it didn't happen with it. the Brewers, right? Were you guys asking players point blank, are you vaccinated like they were Rodgers? We were. I think there were instances where we did where if it if it made sense, but we were not beginning like press conferences by asking that question. I mean, in some cases for like the main guys, it became clear like Christian Yelich was because he was part of the Brewers PSA for right. vaccination sure. effort. And some of the guys stepped forward as part of that, so you could kind of tell. And then in other cases, uh, just by the way that the protocols were followed, you could tell that certain guys weren't. And I think that's kind of somewhat what happened here is besides asking him, the fact he was coming in, the fact Rogers was coming into those press conferences unmasked was a clue that he was vaccinated. vaccinated. Right. Only it turns out he wasn't. Correct. He just thought it was dumb. So, and he played by different rules than than everybody else. So, but but no, I mean, no, we we did not like. There were instances where we did ask the question, but I think there would be a like a reason for it. We didn't just start press conferences by asking that question. Interesting talking with Adam McKelvey. I can't wait till we get back to like where this is. I mean, God, can we please get back to where this is not the topic? Like where we can just talk about the sports and It'd not be nice. about. Like, you know, tell me about your physical exam. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I would love to get back to that point, and hopefully we will at some point soon. I mean, we've got people in stadiums now, so we're, we're getting there little by little, and hopefully we'll get there all the way eventually. Uh, and so lots of Brewer stuff coming out here uh, before I get drugged back into the Pat McAfee-Rogers thing. Uh, so first of all, news coming off on the broadcast teams. Tell me about the changes that are coming for the Brewers broadcast teams. 
Well, the short version is that Jeff Levering is going to have a, a much bigger role on television beginning next season, um, in part because Brian Anderson's role is going down from something like 90-ish games this year to 50 games That's next like year. That's like hardly anything. Well, I mean, it's 50 games. That's still a lot of Of games. what? I mean, how many of those games are broadcast? Pretty much all of them, right? Well, he's do like 50. He'll, he will do 50 game broadcasts. Right. So that's like a third of the broadcast he'll do. Yeah. About that. And, and yeah. then Jeff Levering will do the rest because Matt LaPay has some things happening in Madison that's going to take more of his time. And it just didn't work. Basically, he, you know, he kind of gave up his quote unquote offseason to do Brewers. And for whatever he has going on, that wasn't going to work anymore. So it's a, it's a bigger role for, for Jeff Levering on the television side, which means that they will need somebody for those road games where Yuke's not traveling. Um, to, they'll need someone to pair with uh, Lane Grindle on a lot of the radio games. So they're going to hire a new radio broadcaster, and that process is, is ongoing. And look, like on the Brian Anderson thing, I know people. this is a topic that really gets under some people's skin. There's like a, There's a small percentage of people on Twitter mostly that get very upset about Brian Anderson not doing all the games. I guess I, I, I've never heard someone articulate what exactly is upsetting about that. Uh, he's one of the like preeminent broadcasters in the country, and he called 50 Brewers games. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll try and see if I can help you, okay? Um, okay. So let's talk about it from like a sports talk show standpoint, right? Let's say you've got uh, Bart Winkler hosting the morning show uh, on the fan, right? And you've got those people that love tuning into Bart first thing in the morning. Like, that's their thing. They love listening to Bart. And then Bart all of a sudden is is only there one day a week, right? It's only one day a week. And now all of a sudden it's somebody else in there and it's not Bart. And that person comes in expecting it to be Bart and now is upset. Now either they're not going to listen or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's it's really no different than being a – it's like being a fan of somebody on a broadcast. For me, example, earlier in the show or earlier in the big show, I had a, a little uh, thing about who well, who they should hire to be an analyst because I'm here to tell you, and we all don't have to agree on this, but these broadcasts without Euchre are not that good. They're, they're more boring and not as entertaining because not everybody's going to be Bob Euchre. So when you tune in for 20 or 30 years of your life and there's Bob Euchre – and now they're on the road, Euchre's not there, and you have two straight play-by-play guys who aren't the entertainers that Euchre are. That's what I mean by straight. They're not the entertainers that Euchre is. It, it, to me, the broadcast, the broadcast becomes something completely different, and now you have an opportunity to bring in more of an entertainer, whether that's Gorman Thomas or whoever it's going to be, to come in versus another play-by-play guy. And I, I think it just speaks volumes to how much people love Brian Anderson um, and want Brian Anderson to be that guy because they enjoy him so much. I think it's just more of a of a fandom towards one guy versus anybody else. I don't think it's anything against Jeff Levering. It's just he's not Brian Anderson. Well, a Levering, Jeff Levering is great. He's, he's very good. Way to being the same prominence as a Brian Anderson because he's just a fantastic broadcaster. And I guess more the the way I look at it is. I see less about like disappointment that Brian Anderson is doing fewer games. And I see people saying, well, he should just go. And oh, that's, no. else. And that's no. the part I don't understand because to me, the, of the Bart Winkler example, it's as if Dan Patrick called up at WSSP and said, guys, I, I, I really want to do a Milwaukee talk show, but I can only give you 50 days a year. Right. Um, you'd say no. 
Yeah, no, you you got a good point, right? From that from that aspect, yes. But then it's on the boss to determine. Okay, he's only going to be here these many days of the year. Is the content I'm going to be able to provide the rest of those days in that time slot worth it? That then becomes a conversation. And 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 look, and obviously the brewer Brian Anderson has done all of this with the blessing of the Brewers, and he just sure. signed an extension. He told us in September. He's so good. So he's got multiple years. He he wants to save code. He loves it here. Um, but I mean, look, he's on the way to being Jim Nance. He's yes, on the he way is to being Al Michael. He's, he's going to be Jim Nance. Yes. Jackson and Howard yep. Cosell. He's going to yep. be that level someday. Yes. He's going to be the voice of the masters have, eventually. He it, it, absolutely. Yes. I mean, he is going to be the new Jim Nance yep. basically. And, and, um, he, the new Marv Albert, and he's going to have cut his play by play teeth as a, as a, in the quote unquote major leagues in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yep. And, I think that's kind of great. It is. And I think he's great. And if he has opportunities to do this national stuff, but he can still keep himself grounded here, to me, that's kind of cool. But it, it, it definitely is a topic that really gets under um, some people's skin. And it's, I guess it just, again, it's, it speaks to what you're talking about. People care about this stuff. They care about the broadcast. Well, let's go to the Bucks' that. perspective, Adam. They just decided that they're going to make wholesale changes all at one time. I mean, Jim Paschke is, quote, retiring, but he's still going to be with the organization or whatever, so he's out. And then Ted Davis, the play-by-play guy who's been here not as long as Paschke, but a long time, a couple decades, and all of a sudden he's, quote-unquote, retiring, and he's out as well, and you get brand-new broadcast teams on both sides. And I'm I'm telling you, Bucs fans were none so happy losing both of those guys at the same time. And then as a Brewer fan, you're going, man, I mean – we already only get Euchre for half the game. So at least TV, we got Brian Anderson and Rock. Uh, and now Brian Anderson is starting to pull back. I think there's just a lot going on here with fans getting to know their play-by-play teams who have been together for so long. And it's rare that you have play-by-play teams as together as long as we've had with Paschke and McLaughlin sure. and, uh, and Euchre being here. Now, play-by-play guys have changed, but Euchre's been here forever. I think it's just a lot right now for fans to comprehend at this point. Now, I mean, the only shoe left to drop that hasn't dropped yet would be if Larvie announced he's no longer doing Packer games, that would be the final nail because then people would lose their minds. Well, and I get it. It's it's intimate. It's people who basically come into your living room and become part of your lives, and especially in baseball, the fact that it's every day. Um, maybe I'm, I'm biased and looking at it from a different point of view where, like, you know, I got my break in baseball because of an opportunity that opened up. And that was a new thing, a whole totally new thing, MLB.com right. starting. But for these broadcasters, the only way you get your foot in the door is if there's an opening. Correct. Um, it's, and it's rare that that happens. So I'm happy for whoever gets this gig to work alongside Lane uh, on, on these road games. And um, so, so maybe I, I'm coming at it from a biased point of view. No, and, and I think I, that's I good. That. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I'm just I'm rooting for a personality, uh, an entertainer for the road. That's why I've been I've been all over wanting Gorman Thomas. He may not even want to do it. I have no idea. But to me, uh, stories, funny, can still analyze all that stuff. But again, he may not want to do it anyhow. But I just to me, the two by play by play guys is fine. It's just not as entertaining as what you normally get with Euchre, and that's going to be hard to replace. Okay, let's talk well, about – Spark, you have a long radio resume. I mean, let's uh, – do we, do we want to you know, put your name in the hat here? I, I think if I was the last person in Milwaukee, they still wouldn't hire me, Adam, so I don't think we should even worry about that. Oh, I don't point. know. I'm sure off the air we can come up with a couple of names that would be below you on that list. Well, maybe, but what, put Tim Allen in the booth with him on the road. 
let's let's hey, have that let's good. have that yeah. conversation. I mean, I'm I'm all about Tim Allen being in that Brewers radio booth. Nobody knows the Brewers as much as Tim. Uh, let's talk about Fan Fest, the on deck event uh, for the Brewers. Uh, you tweeted out earlier today that apparently is still not coming back. Well, yeah, and look, I, the the reason they're giving is uh, the complications of traveling in 50 plus players former players coaches personalities when we're still under when travel is still not that easy but you know look there's also it's just a fact that they're negotiating in the new cba on december 1 and to put to plan an event of that magnitude where you're talking about you know multiple tens of thousands of people plus traveling in all these moving parts and, you know, that requires a tremendous amount of planning. And when there's some, a little bit of uncertainty this winter compared to other winters, that's got to be a factor, too, even if that's not what they're saying. So I think it's for a couple of reasons that they're waiting one more year. And then I think, look, they're going to look at whether that's the right format, because they've done it in a couple of formats over the last, at least my couple of decades, where it used to be the the old the old school quaint winter caravan where they would travel around the state and lots of teams used to do that. And then along the way, they kind of figured like, ah, as these players start to get more like costly, is this a great idea to be piling in vans and traveling over ice covered roads to Eau Claire? It's cool for the people in Eau Claire, the couple hundred folks who came out and did it. It was very intimate and very like, like I said, a very quaint baseball thing. But I think a lot of teams, including the Brewers, have gone away from that just because when they started thinking about it and some situations where that van maybe did a little fishtailing and they thought, is this the right thing to do? Um, many teams have stopped doing that. And then they went to this. The Brewers have a one-day. Some teams make it a multi-day format. So I think they're going to like spend some time this year thinking about what what's the best format to do something to get our fans up close and personal? Because that's like a cool thing about baseball compared to other sports is it's probably a little more intimate uh, than the other ones. You get to know the guys, you get more one on, you're more likely, I think to get one-on-one interaction. I, tell me if I'm wrong about that, but that always seems to me like the way baseball is. Sure. Um, and that's part of the appeal. And, and I don't, they don't want to lose that, but I think they just want to look at what other formats might we think about. So I don't know where that's going to go. It might end up coming to be the same thing back again, the one-day blowout all-day affair. Um, But they're going to think about it. So we got that going on. Then we have Brewers roster stuff going on as well. Jackie Bradley opts in. Avi Garcia opts out. Having said all of that, I mean, you got guys like Nick Castellanos that's going to be out there. Avi Garcia is going to make a ton of money. Do we have any idea, any hints as far as – payroll and what we can expect in the offseason from the Brewers, providing there is an offseason after December 1st? Well, look, we need, we're going to get a huge clue at the, about non-tenders if it gets that far, because as it is right now, they have such a long list of arbitration-eligible players, yep. and they're going to de- need to decide who they want to go into that process with, because guys like Josh Hader, Brandon Woodruff, and then first-time guys like Corbin Burns, Eric Lauer, Adrian Hauser, Willie Adamas, Luis Urias, they're all going, the first time guys are going from basically minimum salaries to something way more than that. So the payroll is going to take a huge jump by virtue of all these arbitration guys, plus Yelich making a lot more keen in the last year of his deal. Um, so they have decisions to make about internal players 
before I think we'll know more about the landscape for signing guys. And look, obviously El Garcia is one of those players because even though he opted or he declined that that option, his half of the mutual option, the Brewers can still offer him a qualifying offer, which is like $18.4 million for next season. And then he would have to decide whether to take that before or or really go to free agency. So there still is one more step with him before we know uh, what the landscape's going to be. But they have a they have an interesting offseason in that, I mean, you look at it like they've got a roster to go into next season with that doesn't look all that bad if they think that the what happened to the offense over the last six-plus weeks was just a bad stretch and isn't something that requires wholesale changes. Brewer's, that, history, that's another part of the whole Brewer's history says you should not do that again. They did that once and said, well, yeah. It just got hot, cold at the wrong time. We don't believe that's true. And then the next year came back and repeated itself. And then everybody was wondering what happened. I, uh, what... I would say the difference, because you're talking about 2014 right. to 15. Yep. If I, I mean, I, I looking at that is an interesting comparison and it would, maybe we have to look at the rosters too. To me, this strikes me as a different kind of group in that it's more players who are at the front end, like, Willie Adonis has a chance to be better as an offensive player because he's 25 years old and he's got out of Tampa, a place he didn't like to hit. Luis Urias just took a big step offensively. He has a chance to be better as an offensive player. So I think, like, it's worth thinking about where are these hitters in their, like, career progression versus who is on that team in 14 when they hit the wall. You, you Adam McAlvey, uh, Brewers.com, MLB.com, one last one for you. You covered this World Series, so you watch the Atlanta Braves like everybody else that beats the Brewers in the playoffs go win a World Series afterwards. But having watched that team now, how far away do you think this Brewers team is to to finally busting through and maybe getting there? Is it just simply get another batter too? Yeah, I mean, I would guess it's it's like it's like get hot, right? I don't know how you make a team do that, but the Braves got hot, and they had players that just were better late in the season than they were early in the season. I mean, Jorge Soler is a, is a great example. He was not good at all with Kansas city. And then he goes to Atlanta and in August and September and into the playoffs, he was fantastic. And he hits a huge home run in the clinching game to basically just take the life out of the, the Astros and give the Braves the championship. So I, I don't, I don't know. I'm there are, I've said this a couple of times, Sparky, there are smarter people within the front office that are looking at, you know, not just what their gut says, but looking at some hard data to say, what do we project for these players next season for these hitters? And if, if it's, if it's sort of, you know, steady and the same, then you probably do need to think about where can we add a bat an impact bat? Maybe it's first base um, to, to make the scene better. Maybe it's right field. As you said, Cassianos, um, but, but they are going to do it based on data and not necessarily on the gut. I, I really honestly believe that a lot of what happened with the Braves is they just they had some key players get really hot at absolutely the perfect time, and it carried them to the World Series. Yeah, no question uh, about that. He has Adam McAlvey. Follow him on Twitter, Adam McAlvey. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I appreciate you. All right, back to uh, inoculation gate. No, just I'm just I'm already sick of it. Thank God I've only got like 20 minutes left in this show. Uh, take care, Adam. <laughs> there he is, Adam yeah. Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com. If applying for a home renovation loan, as you're feeling anxious, breathe. 
Like Great Midwest Bank, help the experience of state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Sparky's Midday Madness continues next. Welcome in, Pick and Save Football Friday. Sparky's Midday Madness live from the Lakeland University studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Under new ownership, completely remodeled. Great food as well. Cheer on the Green and Gold Sunday against Kansas City. Enjoy free food at halftime, free touchdown shots. Come by this weekend for their Friday Fish Fry. That would be today. Today's Friday. Follow them on Facebook as well. Jim Dandy, South 27th Street. Uh, in Oak Creek, uh, and those of you wanting more Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers and all of that fun stuff, you're going to get all of that stuff uh, coming up, I promise you, uh, on the one and only Rami show. Uh, Rami is aware of this, correct? Are we sure Rami knows what's going on? I told him, I'm like, make sure you're make sure you're aware of what's uh, going on, to which he responded, holy cow. <laughs> he wasn't and then he also said, I can't do this. Yeah, you're going to have to do it. I know. That's why, yeah, that's yeah, why it's, I'm no. like, look, you're going to be the first I, show of the day that has played majority of that yes. stuff. So, And I'm so glad it happened at the end of the big show, and I'm glad I already had guests booked for this show because I do not want to deal with that anymore. I just want the weekend to be here. I may just get off of social media as soon as I walk out of here today. Uh, but in the meantime, I, I have some controversy in high school we need to talk about. The reason I got Mike McGivern on, our guy, it's because there's some controversy in high school football uh, in the WIAA playoffs. So, Mike, I wanted to get you on to talk about it. I, I thought we were talking Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, no, no, I have no interest. Oh, okay. I've, I've had right. my fill of all of that. I wish it never would have happened. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, let's talk about Edgewood here for a second. Because um, I'm trying to understand how – this player on Edgewood uh, is on this team and playing in the playoffs, and now all of a sudden this late in the game, now they determine he's ineligible. What am I missing that pretty much resulted in them being booted out of the playoffs? Well, I, I, I think what probably happened, Spark, and, and this is just my thought because I've seen it happen before, is – somebody realized that somebody from a different team may have thought, man, I don't know if this kid has eligibility left. Maybe a team that Edgewood had just beaten something like that and sent a note to the WIA that said, Hey, you might want to look into this. And when they looked into it, they realized Edgewood had um, put in the paperwork, some paperwork, but maybe not the correct paperwork. And they're still fighting, and it's a little late now, but they're still going at it, and they've appealed it a couple of different times, and the WI is getting, they're saying some things that I haven't heard them say in a while, like um, Edgewood does not have clean hands and all of this. Um, you know, we apologize that, that people are feeling bad, but this isn't on us. So this is the thing, right? So what I hear from a lot of people is, how is this fair to the other kids on the team that have absolutely nothing to do with it? Why can't you just not let that kid play the rest of the playoffs and let them play with who they have left? Well, once they realized that um, – once the WIA realized that he, this kid was ineligible, that would have made him ineligible for the entire season, which then makes them, instead of 11-0, uh, 0-11, and they're out of the playoffs. Again, I don't understand how you have an entire season and nobody catches this until now. Like, you play all these regular season games, not a word is said. You get into the playoffs, you play multiple games, not a word is said, and now 
this comes up. Again, I just, I mean, this is going to be kind of like the Rodgers thing here where he doesn't wear a mask all year in these press conferences. Nobody from the NFL says a peep about it, and now he could end up getting fined, even though they knew darn right well this was happening all year and said absolutely nothing. I feel like we're in a a similar situation here. Uh, How does, I don't know, that to me drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Because the WI deals with a zillion of these. So they put through the paperwork. Um, the kid had transferred back to town from Arlington, Texas, when he had turned 18. Because he wanted out of Texas, wanted to come back home to Madison. And when you look at it, he played football in the three prior years of their academic years. So that means he's got a fourth year of high school football eligibility. But the difference is that he had eight six straight semesters. So it goes to semesters. And somebody from, and I don't know, maybe somebody in their conference, maybe somebody, a team that they had just beaten, I don't know. But all of a sudden, hold on a second, that kid was at Madison Edgewood like four years ago. How did he still have eligibility left? And they they must have put in a, you know, a notice to the WIA, who then took a look at it and said, well, hold on. They put in a waiver for this for a fifth year eligibility waiver, but they didn't put it in, in 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 this form or something like that. And what I'm reading about it, it it WI is saying that, that Madison Edgewood does not they didn't do it correctly and they should have been aware of it and they weren't. And once it was brought to the WI's attention, all they could do at this point was say the kids ineligible. He was ineligible for any game he's played this year, which is all 11 of them, which means they've they've lost now their own 11. Right, and now they're going to sue them, according to what I've seen on social media, that they plan on suing them. Has anybody actually ever won a lawsuit in a player ineligibility case ever that we know of? Uh, um, well, Mexico High School years ago won down. Uh, they won a lawsuit to get into the playoffs in fact, that's the first time I ever met Wade Lebecki from, from the WIAA. But Mesmer had, had sued to get into the playoffs. And, and, Spark, I don't remember exactly what they were suing about, but they ended up winning, um, and they wow. got in. So there's hope. But maybe. Is, maybe they can win. Doubt it, though. Well, no, but here's the problem, Spark. The, the case was to be held at 930 this morning, and I can't find And Lebecki was so, – Wade Lebecki <laughs> was part of it because I saw a screenshot of him participating in it. Well, um, he, on Twitter, yeah, but he's, reti- he, he's retired now. Correct. Yes, correct. They, they noted so, that on the thing that, he, but he was still part of it, I guess, because he used to govern over um, eligibility correct. things, I guess, before. So I'm guessing that's why he was involved. People wanted his opinion. I'm guessing in this whole deal. That's my guess. I'm just guessing, but correct. Yeah, but but here's here's the issue. The game is tonight at seven o'clock, and they're not, and it's over. Well, well, the the other team is playing. The team that they beat is the team playing now, right? Um, yes, yes, right. he lost them. Right, so they get to play, but, and it's but, over. So even if they win, but, it's too late. Yes, now, but the, the again, it was at 9.30 this morning. Have they not come out with a ruling yet? If they came out right now and said, okay, Madison Edgewood actually is going to win this, who plays tonight? Right, because you have had no time uh, to – game prep or game plan for it. So I would think you'd have to move the game. Well, do you move the game back? I don't well, know. Move the and game here's, back. The, here's the other part is the game. If, if it was Edgewood, it would be a home game because they, they're the one seed. Columbus is the two seed. 
So right now the game is scheduled for 7 o'clock at Columbus. Now they could move the game till tomorrow and, and put it at Madison Edgewood if they were to win that, that, that ruling. But again, I can't find – it was at 9.30 this morning, and I don't know if they won the ruling or not. Uh, and there's nothing on the WIAA uh, Twitter account about it at all um, that I can see. There's been no tweets no, about it either. from their Twitter account. Nothing. So there you go. Nope. So either way, that's crazy. Where are you at tonight, Mike? Uh, you know what? I think I'm probably going to stay at home tonight because I can watch a bunch of games if I'm if I'm sticking around here. Um, and you know, Spark, I did that last week and saw some. I, I watched the Franklin Oak Creek game, which is incredible. Watched the Hartford um, at Kapir game and Spark. I've watched football in different levels my whole life. And what happened at the Hartford DePure game, I've never seen before. What happened? Like that? What happened? DePure, at DePure, Hartford's up seven. They got three plays, Hartford, or DePure did, three offensive plays with zero time on the clock. Three flags in a row on Hartford. Goodness. One of them, a Hail Mary in the end zone where everybody's jumping and knocking into each other. Right. They threw a flag. So DePier got yet another play, ran a hook and ladder and scored. Goes to overtime. Hartford scores, kicks the extra point. DePier scores, goes for two, and doesn't get it. Wow. But they had three plays with zero time left on the clock. I've never seen that before in my life. Can't say if I've ever heard of it. They they didn't want those boys from Hartford to get out of DePier with a win, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, Michael, thank you so much. Tomorrow, Another McGivern Saturday youth sports show uh, at 9 o'clock. Uh, Varsity Blitz Coaches Show, 10 to noon. Of course, it all starts off with the Home Improvement Show at 8 a.m. Michael, thank you so much. Thanks, Burke. Have a good weekend. There is Mike McGivern, great Midwest Bank line. If applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Robbie Bagloff is here, and I cannot wait to talk to him about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee. This will be the last I want to hear about this for the rest of the weekend after I had this conversation with Rami. And we'll do that coming up next as he gets ready to do his show at 3. Big and Save Football Friday. Rami McAlaf comes up here in just a few minutes. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games. They're a huge entertainment game room. Settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, their Wednesday and Friday, today's Friday, fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha, I needed a timeout, and I've barely talked about the Rogers McAfee thing. Uh, good luck, Rami McAuliffe, coming up here in a few minutes. Yeah, I was listening on the way in for a few minutes. You weren't talking about it. Do I have to talk about it? No. Do what you want. <laughs> I don't. I, you, it's your show, man. Your ratings, your show. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I am simply telling you. That I know. I know. I, if I'm not talking about it, there's a text coming I, to my phone from I, a guy you and I both know. Right. Saying, "Why aren't you talking sure. about the Rodgers?" Thing? This, this is the thing, right? So <laughs> that's happening. Okay. The, the problem, I don't have a choice. The problem. I don't want to do this, but I don't have a choice. The problem with this topic, yeah, or this whole thing is the problem. You have to have, I think topics in which you're not leaning one way or the other and ask questions that aren't leaning one way or the other. That's where the issue becomes because if you start leaning one way or the other, like he did, Rogers did, you alienate half the people uh, that are, 
you know, with you or whatever. I think before this, I think everybody was with Rodgers. After this, I think he alienated a whole bunch of people. But that was his choice. I said earlier, I don't know if you agree with me, but this was taught to me a long time ago in this building, working in this radio station. When you get mad, just calm down a little bit before you send that text. Who is when this you, talking right when now? When you get mad, wait to send that email. Who's, don't don't overreact. Who is this guy? Don't be over the top. And I said on the air, and it's true, I don't do that at home. I just react. And a lot of times it's probably not the right reaction because I just react and snap and say what I'm going to say. Here, I try to do be more level-headed about things and not do that as much. Twitter, I try to do that. And not do that. Instead of reacting, I just put my phone down, walk away. Dude, you know, you know, I, you know, I can check my emotions and check my temper, especially on the air. I'm not saying I'm worried about but you. It's not, I'm it's, just but saying like, it, there, I'm talking no, about Rogers. I'm not talking yeah, about you. Yeah, okay. It's not always about you. All right. Rogers, That's right. I have to remember that. Rogers, I think. The therapist tells me. Rogers, I think, reacted instead of just letting it go for a little bit. In all summer long, he stayed out of it and let people say what they were going to say until he was ready to address it. Right. And they came in, all set. This feels to me like, instead of just having this conversation on Tuesday, which he could have, he got emotionally invested in what people were saying. It got under his skin, and he snapped and reacted quicker. Because, again, looking at McAfee's Twitter account, it literally was, he's on in five minutes. Like, he called and said, I'm good. Let's go. And that's how it kind of played out. He could have said what he said on Tuesday. He didn't have to call in today to do it today. He chose to call in because something irritated him or pushed him over the edge where he said, that's it, I'm done, I'm saying something, and call in to McAfee, and then the 19-minute diatribe happened. I think that was the mistake. I, I think if if you were able to rewind time and go, dude, just chill. Like, you got your fears on Tuesday, just wait till Tuesday, you can have your say then, let him calm down, decompress, whatever that got him angered to call in and do what he did. I think maybe things are a little bit different, but it is what it is, it happened Got to live with the ramifications and the fallout that happened from this. Um, and as I said earlier, everybody's going to have their opinions on everything. Everybody's going to do what they want to do. So be it. Um, I would have preferred him not go after the NFL before the NFL levies uh, any fines yeah, or was... whatever they're going to do. Because yeah. now, you know, Roger Goodell is not going to take kindly to what no. happened. There is you no thumb your nose at Roger right. Goodell. There is no line in the sand for people not wearing masks in press conferences. There's not been a ruling that we could find me and Sam. So that means you are going to be the example of what the rule is going to be going forward. Now, to Rogers' point, he can say, y'all have been fighting me all year. So what's your basis for fighting me now other than I tested? You didn't get anybody else for not wearing a mask either. So there's going to be a battle here. Like There's going to be a peeing find, contest if is they, what there's going to be. If there's they going to be a clash find, of egos. If they find Rogers, mm-hmm. mark my words, he'll, he'll try and take them to court or whatever so he doesn't have to pay it. That's how this is going to play out. It's going to be Rodgers versus the NFL. Get that court case ready. That's what's going to happen if they attempt to find him. Mark my words. Mark my they words. They might try to do more than find him now. Don't uh, thumb your nose at the NFL. But whatever it is, he's he's not going to take it sitting down. He's just not because, and again, to the point that he's going to make, and it's a right one, you knew all along I wasn't vaccinated. You did nothing. You watched my press conferences on TV everybody plays my press conferences on TV and you can see that I'm not wearing a mask. Y'all know there's people in the room and y'all did nothing about it. And Kirk Cousins, I don't know if he's in front of people or not, but if he is, that's another one that hasn't worn a mask either. So if y'all are going to attempt to do this, that's fine. My lawyers are ready. Let's see how this, how this dance plays out. I think that's how it's going to go. They're going to go after him. He's going to sue them. And the whole thing is going to play out that way. That's my prediction. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. I woke up this morning, man. 
Just ready to talk football. Friday, football, football Friday, Friday, Ryan. Jordan Love gets a start. I had good. It's Ask Sam. I sent him my topics this morning. I had some. Good, I had good like football topics, right? Oh like, yeah, football-y, football topics, football-y, right? Football. football, right? We were gonna do that thing that we do, and then Sam is you like, you like the shirt he's wearing too? That says "Say When." You see the shirt that he's wearing? Yeah, Rogers? I saw him, dude. Yeah, I saw him. I'm telling you, man, it's all gonna be pretty. And I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. No, I don't either. I'm just saying, I think I just wish he would have just chilled a little bit longer and then did his normal hit on Tuesday. I wish he would. Something have... made him go in to make the call and say, "I want to do it right now. Let's go." His ego. Well, no, but so, he heard somebody say something that triggered he him. He heard a lot of people it. say a lot of some things. Sure. I saw I saw a wrap up of columns from around the country this morning at JS Online today. Colin Cowherd. Everybody. Everybody. Is that what you from, were talking about? You said from, Colin. Is that who you're talking no, about? No, a column. I said oh, there was like a wrap up. I thought of, you said Colin. No, like there Colin was a wrap up of a bunch of columns from around got the country with commentary on Aaron right. Rodgers, like yep. excerpts from columns all around the country with commentary. So it was everywhere, man. And yeah, his his. I've said it before. Like the same thing that that makes him great also makes him sometimes the guy that that rubs you the wrong way. Yep. You know what I mean? That ego. That ego is is something that can can lead and I'm not look and this isn't this isn't a judgment on any of his opinions or anything like that but the way that he's reacting to it can an ego can lead a lot of people astray yep no question even the most enlightened of us so y'all you got any guess yeah, Dude, yeah, you're breathing heavy. You, you haven't even started the show. I really yet. don't want to do this today, man. You I can't know. win with this topic. I, you, you can't win. No. because I'm gonna try. I'm you're gonna going tr- to offend somebody. I'm gonna try to have a reasonable, level, logical, level-headed discussion. Well, you know what I mean? It's and it's gonna still matter. gonna be. Uh, yes. You know what? And it's not. It's not even about that, man. It's not even about that. I understand. It's not even. It's not. It has nothing to do with that. I got you. I understand, but yeah, oh. that's why I said I'm glad I'm not you for the next three hours. Oh man. Okay. So- I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. One. I love my job. This is a tough one. Ryan Horvat is going to be here from BetMGM tonight oh, at and then 3.45. You Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rogers himself. I cannot wait. I may turn the radio back on here, Ryan Horvat, because you know he's going to be in spin mode. I can't wait to hear Horvat. Oh, I cannot wait. What time is he on at? 3.45 oh, every Friday. 3.45. The Hammer joins us. In my office. Yeah, good. 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 Uh, Tyler Dunn is going to be here. Well, Old buddy Tyler Dunn. opposite side of Boy, you boys, you got both sides of this spectrum covered. Well, you got this, this covered. This just happened. This is beautiful. This just, we originally wanted Todd on just to like kind of get the Jordan Love preview because you here. remember his old story listen, about. Listen, listen, no, hold on, hold on. I know, I know, and then this happened. Yeah, know, no, dude. no, no. This is what y'all should do. Mm-hmm. What time is Tyler Dunn on it? Four thirty. You all need to call Tyler Dunn uh-huh. and be like, "Hey, yo." We want to do this at four o'clock instead. Horbot, <laughs> you're at four o'clock too. Conference call them together, and no, you ask a question. No, I'm let not going to do Dunn that. Answer, and then let Horvath no, answer. No, and because let I, it go. I don't want to make it. That would be beautiful radio, and you could just kick no, back and let no, it go. No, I don't want to make it all about that with either of those dudes. Oh, I want to talk. I want to talk about that with kidding? both of those dudes, but I don't want to make it all about that today, but you man. We're going to be different, dude. Jordan Love is getting his first start on Sunday. The Packers are playing for a playoff seed. Like this is a big deal. That's all done. This is a big deal. No, I'm not doing this all day. There will 
Sam, there will there will be football. There will there, be. There's gonna be football. All right. Oh, gonna be, I'm not I'm not right. doing woke mob yeah. talk for four out for three hours, I man. man. I can't man. do it. I can't yeah. do it. Well, good luck. I just wasted so much time making cuts today. Oh. You should have seen Sam's stress. No, we're gonna do it, Sam. Out. I'm not doing it for three hours. No, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not doing it for three hours. Nobody wants that. Nobody. That's what I said. Nobody who agrees That's with Aaron Rodgers or disagrees with Aaron Rodgers. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Nobody wants it. I'm with. All right. I'm already sick of it. If you turn it on in the four o'clock hour and we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers and you want my thoughts and other people's thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, open up that Odyssey app, open up the 3 o'clock hour and it'll be there for you. And you we'll just do, rewind. And we'll do Pick a Lane at 5 o'clock where it'll be, we'll bring it back. You know what I mean? But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it for 3 hours, man. I can't. No, I hear I can't. you. Ryan Wood will be here at 4.45. Ryan Wood too? Oh, snap! Oh, no! Really? Yeah. You got Horvath, yeah. Tyler Dunn, and Ryan Wood? Yeah, all three, dude. All three. All coincidental. Packing it in. Yeah, all, this was all lined up before Aaron Rodgers started talking to <laughs> Oh, buddy. Okay, so this is all I want you to do. I want you to play Tyler Dunn clips for Wood <laughs> when Wood is on. Ryan, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of yeah, good stuff. Dude, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Oh, highly entertaining. Oof. Y'all don't want to change the channel. Not only for I'm going to do some breathing exercises. Not only for Rami, but you're going to get all sides of this bad boy with Rogers between Horvath, Dunn, and Wood. Oh, this <sighs> is going to be a great show. I cannot wait. Oh, this is good. Better you than me. Have a good one. Remember life. that box breathing that Aaron Rodgers talked about? You know what box breathing is? No, you, but you know what you I don't want to know about? You breathe in for four seconds, yeah. you hold it. Yeah. Then you breathe out for four yeah. seconds. You empty out. Good. That's good. And then you hold an empty you hold an empty breath for for four seconds. I don't care. Then, the, but the, you know what, the, what really was agitating to me? Listen to you talk about eating clay yesterday. That, that was agitating. That little disgusting thing you played at the end of your show was beyond disgusting. I couldn't see it. I'm turning you off because you sound very weird. Um, that whole thing at the end of the show was very disgusting and weird eating clay. I don't even understand why that topic came up. Shailene Woodley, what's her name? Does Daily. she eat clay? Is that how this all came up? Apparently, yes. Oh, my God. If he's doing this, Sam, you're hosting this show. I'm sending him home because there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Back after this uh, with the weird one, Rami Makhlouf, straight ahead. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.